Welcome to the VR Fitness Insiders Podcast for the creators who are building the future of the VR and AR sports and fitness industries that will revolutionize the way the world will play sports, work out, and get fit. With your hosts, Preston Lewis and Ryan DeLuca, the founders of Black Box VR, who are building the world's first full fitness VR gym and bring decades of experience from creating some of the largest fitness technology companies in the world. They're bringing together the best and brightest minds to help you and your company succeed in the VR fitness revolution. Welcome to the VR Fitness Insider Podcast. Today we have Jan Goodluck with us, who has been creating innovative hardware for the VR space since 2011. He's the founder and CEO of Virtuix, and they've been doing just some awesome stuff in the space. Jan, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So why don't we start off uh, with giving our audience a quick intro into who you are and your background. I'm Jan Goodluck. I'm the founder and CEO of Virtuix. We make the Omni which is an omnidirectional treadmill to walk and run around in 360 degrees inside virtual reality games or other applications. So instead of just sitting down or standing up, pushing a button on a controller, you are physically walking and running around inside the VR world. That's so cool. So that's a pretty crazy invention you guys have come up with. Why don't you give us a quick history of Virtuix and then how you personally first got into VR? I started on this a while back, before VR was cool again. I thought virtual reality was going to be the next big thing. And I was thinking, you know what? I don't want to sit down just on a chair. You need something to walk around inside that world. So something like a treadmill, but in 360 degrees, an omnidirectional treadmill. And I looked around and nothing existed, nothing that was commercially viable. And so I thought, you know what? I have actually a mechanical engineering background. Although I was working as an investment banker for JP Morgan at the time, but I thought, let me work on this after hours. So I started working on a few prototypes of what is now the Omni, and that's how it started. Super cool. It's been just such a big part of the industry. Tell us more about the Omni One 360 degree treadmill. So that's your new innovation. That's the future of Virtuix. And tell us, how does it work? What does it do? Yeah, right. We've been actually mainly focused on the commercial markets until recently, where we shipped our Omni Pro and our Omni Arena esports attraction, mainly to commercial entertainment venues, Dave & Buster's, those kind of big entertainment venues in the US. And our players kept asking us, where can I get this for my home? Where can I buy this? So we started working on an Omni treadmill for the home, our first consumer product. And that is Omni One. We just started shipping Omni One in beta, the first few beta units to our early customers. So this year is a year where we'll start bringing Omni One to market. The first Omni treadmill for the home. Complete system, not just a treadmill, it comes with its own headset. So it's a complete entertainment system for the home. What type of games and experiences are people able to use it with? Like what type of sports and fitness activities specifically? We don't promote this per se as an exercise device. It's a gaming system first, but it has clear exercise benefits. That's really the appealing part. You're playing video games, but at the same time, you are burning calories. Our game store offers something for everybody, a wide range of genres, really any VR game that can use movement, that you can use locomotion movement around in that game is a good fit for the Omni, whether that's first-person shooters or adventure games, or even non-gaming applications, maybe more pure fitness applications, we're working on that as well. Even an application where you're just walking around visiting touristic places in the world, actually just walking around in the R for those who don't want to shoot zombies. So there'll be something uh, for everybody in our store. I think I'd want to do the non-zombie one. My wife and I were just watching uh, The Last of Us and 
thinking of that in VR, I mean, I'm already having nightmares. So that would be like 10 X nightmare. I'd rather Korean. walk around Paris or something. The famous viral video uh, with your yeah. Omni Arena, <laughs> where the person is, you know, shooting and running the other way and, you know, just going crazy. Like probably the most exercise that person's ever had. <laughs> video and viral. I think over 30 million views now. I think Elon Musk himself uh, tweeted that video. Oh, which wow. was really cool. Yeah. That's a bucket list type of thing right there. Nice job. Uh, well, what is the current state of development? So you said that it's in beta now. So you're actually shipping it to beta customers. Where are you at in the process? What's next for that process? Yeah, it's looking very good. We haven't observed any major issues. Uh, we're right now tooling up all remaining parts, plastic parts, uh, die casts for aluminum parts. Over 900 of our investors applied for a beta unit. So we're going to have a pretty substantial beta program, but we'll come out of beta later this year. Yeah. That's great news. That's going to be a big moment for the industry. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the design decisions that went into this. I mean, obviously it's such a brand new thing of like running in place with NVR. It makes it such an interesting concept that's so different than most things out there. Which type of things did you have to look at? What were like the key aspects of that engineering? Yeah, for OmniWorld specifically, where it's different from our commercial system is that you have full freedom of movement. So you can crouch and jump and really that level of freedom. The downside of that is that you're less supported. Omni, the commercial Omni has this support ring around you. So at any given time, you're fully supported and you can't fall, but you can't crouch. So with Omni One, we have to give you some sort of resistance force, force to pull you back to give you good support. The challenge is that needs to work both for a six-year-old girl and a 250-pound, you know, American. So that was a big challenge to make that level of freedom work while people still feel supported, whether they're smaller or big. That took a while to nail, but I think we nailed it. Yeah, you know, another part of it is it's got to be a system for home that is easy to maintain. You know, obviously commercial systems, you have people doing maintenance to it all the time. And it looks like a lot of what have done this different than other people has made it much simpler system when it comes to less moving parts. Like, tell us a little bit about that part of the design. The technical term is omnidirectional treadmill, but it doesn't have any moving parts and there's no belts, there's no motors. It's a passive device based on low friction. So you put on these uh, low friction overshoes over your existing shoes and you walk on this concave dish and then for your brain you know your brain feels like you're walking it's designed to mimic natural walking so your brain thinks you're walking in vr which you're literally walking on this low friction surface so no moving parts which is great for maintenance if something breaks the omni is very modular omni one you don't even need any tools to put it together you have the base the arm the vest it just clicks together and if something breaks i say the arm we can just send you a replacement arm don't plan on sending uh, technicians all over the country. I don't think we'd be a viable business if we have to do that. Yeah, it's pretty easy to take care of it, yeah. Yeah, Duran's point, I think that's one of the most genius approaches you guys have taken compared to everyone else in the market because everyone, of course, watches the Ready Player One and they see this very treadmill-like VR treadmill, right, with moving parts, but it's kind of like moving in real time. And of course, some uh, development studios have tried that, you know, and we've seen some of those videos and it still just looks like it would be a very kind of janky unnatural feeling especially when you're trying to change directions quickly yeah. like that song from the zombies video you mentioned i think that's one of the biggest innovations you guys were able to take something that was basically one main dish part versus hundreds probably for just the belt of the treadmill which is super smart one quick question i had on that is 
Is there specific shoes that you wear when you're on the Omni? Yeah, yeah, it comes with overshoes. We also have cool footwear as well, but it's based on low friction. So you do have to wear this low friction uh, overshoe over your existing. Yeah, got it. It's so great to be able to actually move around in VR and feel like you're moving around versus, you know, just a controller or pointing at things. What are some of the benefits for people using something like this versus a normal controller pointing and clicking locomotion? How is this better for people when it comes to like a sports and fitness standpoint? I think many, many benefits. I don't think anybody envisions VR as letting it teleports from point A to point B to point C. People do want to move around in that world. And then when you push a button on a joystick while you're sitting down or you're standing still, well, it creates motion sickness because your brain sees you're walking, but your body is not moving. And that disconnect, your brain thinks, oh my God, something's wrong here. So that creates motion sickness. So in our case, you, you are physically moving. Your body has a little bit of acceleration. So you don't get motion sick and you get to move, you know, naturally all around the VR world. And then, of course, from a fitness perspective, well, yeah, you are moving, you are burning calories, which I'm very excited about because I do believe in a future where society will use VR a lot for entertainment or even non-entertainment. We already have such a sedentary lifestyle. With the Omni, if you want to spend a lot of time in VR, when at least you're active, your body is moving, you're burning calories. So I think that's very appealing also for parents who want to get their kids off the couch. You know, you're not just sitting on a couch playing Fortnite five hours a day. You're playing video games, but at least you're running and moving. I think that's terrific about it. The most exciting part is, you know, I think everybody pretty much knows that like playing video games too much is not good for you from a health standpoint, right? There's a lot of benefits and, you know, and it's great entertainment and, you know, reduce anxiety and connect with friends. But we all feel guilty when you lay on the couch, whether it's Netflix or video games for three, four, five hours. And sometimes that's every day. I think the dream for a lot of people, and we hear this at Black Box VR, is I've told myself not to play video games either at all or not too much, but now I can get my video game fixed and fitness, and I know I'm doing something that's good for me. And that seems like really what the Omni One is going to bring to people. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. 100%. I think one of the cool things with that is um, you can, probably not the best phrase to use, like have your cake and eat it too, right? Because mm-hmm. we're talking about fitness, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can have your protein shake and drink it too, I guess. But um, <laughs> this idea that you don't have to have the trade-offs, Ryan mentioned, with the gaming versus the fitness. But when you think about the Omni One or you think about this VR fitness, it's more about the immersion, right? With treadmills and these low-tech exercise, what we call torture devices, um, is you're looking at that machine and you're not thinking about exploring Paris or all these awesome things you can do in VR, you're looking at that machine and you're literally just thinking about how painful it's going to be because all you care about with that machine is burning the hundred calories or the 200 calories or whatever it is. So to all of your points, that's one of the most powerful things is the association with that device is going to be associated with freedom, maybe autonomy, fun, entertainment versus the association that it is today with exercise devices, which is, you know, pain and displeasure. So. Yeah, I agree. Similar to what you guys are doing with Black Box. Same, you just take the boringness out of it and make it fun, make it the game, make it entertainment. We haven't really heard many people go to Black Box, well, pretty much ever saying, hey, I'm going to go to Black Box to try to get fit or to burn X amount of calories or like those those fitness stats we talked about. Like they go there to say, okay, oh, today's quest is going to be this and my team's going to be doing that. And so it's, that is the cool thing where I was saying is like, it's more focused on the gaming aspect of it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. 
I think we all dream of that activity that we fall in love with, you know, whether it's some kind of sport or some type of exercise program. And that's the dream that all the exercise programs sell us, of course, like this is the most fun thing and I love it, but it's really like the same thing as always. And then people feel guilty, like, why don't I love it? You know, and like Preston, you mentioned like the treadmill, usually people looking at the treadmill in their house, they're not just thinking, oh, I need to get on there and burn calories, just thinking like, I need to use it at least, you know, once yeah. a month and I got to, my clothes are hanging out right now. It's this feeling of guilt that just, it looks at you, you know, if you could make it so with VR, being able to make it so that you actually like itch to go back to, you know, the dream would be like, I've worked out too much today. I need to work out less and stop yep. versus like yep. trying to get myself to actually get up and go do it. You know, on that note, what type of feedback have you had from people, either beta users or people internally? that are using it, you know, maybe not directly for fitness, but are seeing the benefits of it from, you know, burning calories and exercise standpoint? It's a great question. Back in the days before we um, went to the commercial route, we actually started shipping our very early Omni units to some consumers. We started with a Kickstarter 10 years ago. So we delivered some of those Kickstarter units. And some of those are still using it today, believe it or not. And we've seen some of those stories where I've used this to lose weight. I started at 250 pounds and now I'm 200 pounds. And so now with only one, that's what I'm excited about. We see those kind of stories like, hey, I, yeah, I started at 250 pounds and look at me now, before and after kind of pictures. So some people contact us and they want to make this a YouTube channel. They have a YouTube channel. They want to do this as content creation, as part of their journey and document that. And that's what I'm really excited about. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, you got to get this new omnidirectional treadmill. It's like Ready Player One, and there's all these fun things you can do. And obviously, that's very exciting. But to some people, seeing somebody walk in the office the next day and like they haven't seen it for a couple months and they've lost 50 pounds, it's like, what have you been doing? It's like, man, I've been playing games and having fun. It's, you know, and that's a great way to get people to say, I'm taking the leap. I'm going to buy this. I also want to get into VR. Justifies purchasing it. Because interesting stat 55% of our customers don't own a VR headset today. They don't mm. care saying wow. about just buying a VR headset, just VR with a VR headset. Yeah. You know, it's cool and all, but okay, maybe not cool enough. But what we offer with the movement part with it, that's really cool. So it's cool to see that a lot of our customers just want to get into VR with the Omni, not necessarily with just a headset. That's awesome point uh, that kind of leads us into our next question is, there's kind of this benefit slash advantage to building more of a vertically integrated product and user experience versus just using a headset or just doing the treadmill. It's really cool to see that you guys have really taken on a lot more aspects of that experience. And I think because of that, you're able to really create these awesome um, games and this awesome hardware that integrates in such a way where it's way better for VR sports and fitness. So that being said, when you're developing this hardware or the games for VR sports and fitness, what are the most critical aspects to keep in mind for creating a good in quotes experience? Yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, we don't just create our own games. We do work with all the third-party developers, any suitable VR game. We have an SDK software development kit. It's pretty easy to port any suitable VR game to our platform. So luckily, we don't have to make all the games ourselves. That would be pretty hard. But we do offer a complete system because it's just a better user experience. The system is just out of the box, one big button and it just works, right? And the games are nicely integrated. We're not just using our treadmill as an accessory to hack into existing games and it kind of works, but for end users, consumers, it's just got to be really good. That's the philosophy behind that. 
And you're right. You know, games ideally are designed with this in mind, are designed with the Omni in mind. Ultimately, we find that the best games for the Omni, the games we make ourselves, because we know the hardware so well. And VR game design is very different than non-VR games. I get a lot of questions. Oh, can you bring Fortnite to this on Call of Duty? And you know this very well. The answer is no, because those games are not made for VR. And it's like porting a radio show to TV. You know, those are two very different mediums and they don't port all that well. So it's important that games are designed for VR. And then if there's a movement part in there, then the Omni can take that part over pretty readily. Yeah. We're all kind of early creators in the VR movement, right? Especially with the sports and fitness aspect of it. You kind of mentioned some specific things that you should do as a VR game creator. Can you talk maybe a little bit more about that for some of our listeners that are developers or designers themselves? You mentioned kind of reducing motion sickness and things like that, but any other? Yeah, yeah for example, Call of Duty has all these cutscenes, right? And that just doesn't work well in VR. Also the pace of the game. I just put Call of Duty as an example. Now you're going to run at 40 miles per hour and then jump backwards 30 feet in the air. <laughs> in VR, that's going to feel really bad. You have to just design your game much more realistic for it to feel good in the VR medium. And I think it's very important for any sort of entertainment system to make it very easy for players to get into it. Kind of five seconds to fun, and they call it, right? Just remove as much friction as possible. And that was very important in our design as well. How can we make something that players can just get in quickly, put on up and, and go, right? Because some people ask us, hey, can you add haptic gloves? Can you add haptic this, haptic that? And the answer is yes, but you just keep adding stuff for players to put on gloves or zip up a haptic suit. And at the end of the day, the question is, okay, that's a lot of friction. Does it create a lot more upside, a lot more immersion? And that's the trade-off. But I think it's very important for any VR system or any entertainment system in general. And Blackbox, of course, knows this very well too. It's got to be very easy to use. And that's been a key focus for us. You know, just totally agreeing. It's amazing how little friction, you know, I mean, sometimes you can add good friction. Like I have to hide my Xbox, like somewhere upstairs or somewhere where it's like, oh, I'm going to have to go upstairs and go do that versus like, if it's right there, but then I end up just playing games on my phone because it's so convenient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anything with like VR, being able to just quickly do that, put the headset on, get in there so much better. It's, it's getting better. And it's great that the focus you guys had on that is such a critical part. It's cool also to see the patterns that have been created. When we were starting Black Box, there was a certain time in our game where you have to turn and face the field. We had to experiment with a bunch of different patterns with rotating the room, things like blocking out your periphery to reduce motion sickness and all these different patterns. So the cool thing also with what you guys are doing, um, specifically with the running, as you mentioned, is a lot easier on the vestibular system, a lot more kind of eyes matching the feeling of what your body is expecting, right, to avoid the sickness. Um, but it's also been cool to see the onboarding and teaching as well. Before it was just people sitting in a chair, putting on a Google Cardboard and you throw them on a roller coaster. And that, as we know, that is not good. I really want to try the Omni, man. I wonder how that would feel with that motion because I think we've all also been in VR pushing the joystick forward. And, you know, we've spent hundreds of hours in VR. And so it's, you know, you kind of get used to it. But I'm sure that the running motion helps a ton. So next question we had was, uh, how would you describe your perfect VR fitness game or experience? What types of features would it have? What would make it fun and effective? And yeah. what mechanics might you avoid? It's a great question. Actually, we're working on a fitness application for the Omni. I think there's a few VR examples that have done it quite well in the consumer space. Supernatural is a good example. When it basically took the beat saber mechanic, but then added a live coach or at least recorded coach some fitness elements with some nice, good-looking sceneries, right? So I think that 
that added a lot of elements to make that fitness experience quite enjoyable. Uh, so in our case, you know, adding a movement component to that, we actually have a game like Beat Saber, but with movement on top of it, which is available in our own arena installation. So we can have that similar style setup where you, you're hacking and slashing, but you're also, you know, walking or running forward. And we can do that in a beautiful scenery. So you're overlooking the Malfi coast. And then with some nice male or female coach cheering you on, you know, that starts to look like an enjoyable fitness experience. Yeah. Yeah, we can't wait to try it. What's funny, um, you kind of mentioned earlier, like, you know, Call of Duty, how that doesn't really fit. You know, right now you're running a lot of those games, obviously just pressing forward and you're like super pressing forward. So we actually run. And it's like, you get so frustrated in those games where the guy like, doesn't run, you know, it's like stamina and it's like it runs and you're like, go, go faster. And the stamina has to build back up. And it's tried to be more realistic, you know, but I'm just imagining Call of Duty, but like, I'm actually tired, <laughs> you know, like, it's not just, I actually get tired of just holding a button like that. Imagine like, you know, running like that, but being in that game environment where running is not fun and being tired is not fun and being exhausted and your muscles burning is not fun. But when you're in that immersive environment and there's things going on and you have objectives and you're on a team, like it's just going to make it such a different thing. Adding in also the athleticism part to it, where if Preston can actually run faster and longer than I can, he'll be able to go do certain things and I'll be like, you know, holding the team back, you know, mm-hmm. until I continue using the Omni one and leveling myself up. And then now my character can actually go faster. So like those type of things and fitness experiences are going to totally change everything. Absolutely. Because one thing we have with Omni Arena, which is our attraction for places like the Event Busters, it has these built-in esports contests. It's actually an esports attraction where there's a built-in weekly and monthly contest and players can win real money by being in the top 10 of the leaderboards by the end of the week or by the end of the month. So we have these teams that come and play every week. They have their own jerseys and esports teams, basically, for Omni Arena. And you're right, Ryan, the cool part is there's a physical element to it. There's really an athleticism to it, to the esports part, which is traditionally just guys sitting down talking on a keyboard. And in our case, you can imagine I have this vision of esports finals, eight armies on a stage, four against four. And it's such a visual spectacle where people are indeed competing in video games, but you add that physical element to it. Endurance, speed, you know, it's much more than just clicking a mouse with your fingers. It's really cool. And I think we'll see that. Actually, some of our international locations have done these esports exhibits or events where they put armies on a stage. People are duking it out and it's really exciting to watch. So I'm excited about that. It's like so fun to watch UFC fights because you just know like, oh, this person is getting tired. They're getting worn down. There's all this strategy to all that. So, I mean, adding a whole different element of strategy, strategy to esports games where the person's actually tired, <laughs> you know, they can't yeah. jump as high, they can't run as fast and they need to take a break. And so take advantage of that, like go attack this objective. You know, it's going to be amazing. It's so cool to hear you say it. And because we say it um, internally at Black Box a lot as well, because I mean, when we first envisioned it, we saw it as kind of the CrossFit games meets an esports tournament, right? Because CrossFit games, it's way more fun than watching just a normal lifting competition, right? Because it's more dynamic and you have these athletes and they're just these crazy specimens of humans as far as like their athletic performance, strength and cardio wise. And that's what we always say, like, why can't you combine that, that athleticism with the epicness of esports, right? Because on the other end, like you guys are saying, like esports are super epic, like dialed up to 10 or 11, right? As far as that goes, explosions and like all these champions and all that cool stuff. 
but the athleticism just isn't there. The cognitive function and that side of athleticism, the twitch factor is there, but, but those two combined, there's never been a time like this in history to have a brand new sport, right? So it's super cool. Yep. So VR, you've been in it for a long time. I think uh, longer than most people we know, that's for sure. It's like 2011. And we've seen amazing progress, of course. You know, I think we all hoped it would be faster progress. Like we really started getting into it really hardcore, like 2015, 2016. And we're like, oh, by 2020, you know, the far future, it's going to be, you know, these contact lenses, <laughs> you know, um, and, and obviously it's been uh, amazing progress and it's really going in the right direction, but we're hoping these next few years are even better. What do you think the next three to five years of VR is going to be like? What type of hardware, software improvements do you think are coming next that will help grow the industry? And what kind of things are you personally looking for? What do you hope that comes out soon when it comes to VR hardware, software? I think the most progress is made around the headsets. That's where most of the investments go with Facebook, Meta, of course. Apple coming out, rumored once again this year with their VR or XR mixed reality headset. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Apple joining the VR space. But Meta, yeah, they continue to pump billions of dollars into VR, which I love. Please keep doing that because it's really driving VR forward and the technology forward. You know, the headsets they're working on, they're just getting better and better. Lighter, high resolution, better processing power. Ultimately, we should get to something that's called the visual Turing test, where your brain no longer knows if it's real or not real. Like your brain can no longer discern, am I looking in a virtual world or is this the actual world that's coming? That's certainly where we're going towards. Then it becomes really exciting, right? VR becomes such a powerful medium. And VR still has critics, right? People still believe that VR is a fad, but how can it be? Like if your brain no longer knows whether you're in a real world or in a virtual world, that's the height of entertainment, right? Any form of entertainment tries to take you out of the real world and put you somewhere else, whether you watch a movie or read a book or go to a play. You can't be more immersed in a virtual world than having a VR headset on it. So if that becomes so good and it's light and those headsets become pretty thin, right? So. It's really neat. And I think it's only going to get better. We're still only getting started. Frankly. It's certainly, Ryan, to your point, going much slower than we all thought, right? We were supposed to have 100 million headsets out five years ago. <laughs> so slower adoption, but nonetheless, continued adoption. And even for us, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years, but our vision hasn't changed. And it's rare that a company 10 years later as a startup still working on the same thing as 10 years ago. And we haven't had to make a major pivot or we're doing something completely different. No, the vision is unchanged. Even more so, everything we thought would happen 10 years ago is still happening. And it is more and more real now than even 10 years ago. It's taken a little bit longer, but I'm very excited about the continued development and where the technology is going. You nailed it. Things are still moving forward. It's that constant march forward. And there's a lot of research that's happening. Like I said, billions of dollars by the world's biggest trillion dollar companies, you know, are going into this. I think a lot of that research that we've been hearing about over these last few years is now finally coming to the commercial market. And these next few years are going to be very exciting. And you're right. Like if people think VR is just a fad, then I guess the real world is just a fad. <laughs> you know, you'll be able to make a much better real experience and be anywhere and do anything from home or from a, a location. Yeah, who doesn't want that, right? Who wouldn't want that? Oh, you can put in these glasses and you'll be in Paris and see the Eiffel Tower. Yes, people want that. Absolutely. 
So what's next for you and Virtuix? So lots of exciting things this year. We got the beta out there and going out to eventually 900 different people and then moving into production. So not investors can buy it. Uh, what's next for you in the next few years? Well, focus on Omni One right now. Uh, it's going to take some time to get to the beta program to dial in our production. We have so much demand. We have this wait list already of over 35,000 people that want a unit. So yeah, it's incredible. So we have uh, our work cut out for us. We'll keep adding, you know, right now it's just the Omni. We'll add some haptics and add some more bells and whistles. And then of course the software and the content. So that's our key focus right now is make Omni One the best and the most fun home entertainment system it can be. I'm very excited to personally get one and uh, see these in people's homes across the country and eventually a world like this is the future. This is what people want and it's going to help make such a big difference for people when it comes to sports and fitness. So thank you and your team for keeping the focus and that long-term grind. You know, everyone thinks about starting a company. It's like, oh, I'm going to start a company. And then probably like one month later, we'll sell to Apple. And, you know, <laughs> it's like the truth is, I mean, it's decades sometimes, but just yeah. keeping the focus and learning and the fact that you and your team has been able to do that is really a testament to your capabilities and passion and focus. And it's really just an honor to be in the same industry with you. You guys as well, you know, what you're doing, Black Box, I'm a big fan. And uh, hey, look, I'm hopeful that after 10 years, we can finally become that overnight success. Uh, so yes. Well, hopeful. That's right. Echo the sentiment of Ryan, obviously. The startup world is difficult and uh, there's a ton of unknowns, specifically when you're creating a new category. So congrats to you and the team. Congrats to even the product market fit aspect of it. The fact that you guys have that giant waiting list is really cool and bodes well for not only your company, but for the entire industry. How can people get involved in investing in your project and Virtuix and, and be a part of it? Yeah, we're doing actually a small investment round right now. We've raised over $35 million from investors to date, including Mark Cuban, who's a big investor of all venture funds. But we've also always raised money from the crowd, equity crowdfunding, which is such a great fit for our product. We have a very vibrant community, so many players, so many fans that love what we do. And so every funding round we do, we always open up a part of the crowd as well. So if you go to invest.vertex.com or just vertex.com, you'll see a link there as well for just $1,000 invest in Virtuix and in exchange, you get a discount on Omni One and you'll be first in line to order the product even before it gets released to the general public. So anybody can become part of our journey. Perfect. That's amazing. A big opportunity. Well, thanks so much, Jan, for joining us and sharing your story, insights, and passion for creating the future of VR fitness with our audience. Uh, for any of you in the audience that would like to connect with Jan and his team, we'll put all the info mentioned in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. And thanks again. Thanks for listening to the VR Fitness Insider Podcast. Do you know of anyone that should be on our show or have feedback? Don't forget to email us at podcast at vrfitnessinsider.com. And follow us at VR Fitness Insider on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also join our Discord channel. Until next time, keep creating and dreaming up the next big thing that will revolutionize the world of fitness.